We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Oh my gosh, it's Sherilyn, and we are back for another day, another amazing podcast on the Joyly uh, Live Experience podcast, and we have Dr. Stevie Dawn with us today. Welcome, Dr. Stevie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how much I've been looking forward to talk to you. Um, I just want to do a short introduction and I'm going to do the sponsors right off the top of the, of the, of the hill here, because I always forget, but my first one is essence water and I squeezed it. So I use this bottle over and over and over again. This is an amazing pH water, alkaline hydration, and I love them. It's really good. Got vitamin D for, uh, for us. And then also I have this amazing strap on my phone. It's called the Joyly Steady Strap. I'm going to send you one of these, Dr. Stevie Don, Don, but it comes like this and you just snip it to your phone. And let me tell you, I was just riding my bike yesterday and it never fell off my hand. And I can't tell you how many times I've cracked my glass because That's of, awesome. and it's an awesome selfie. And anyway, I love steady straps and these are Joyly uh, branded. So super excited to have them as a sponsor. All right, let's get started. Joyly is an amazing organization where we have a vanguard of people who are basically taking the chair of joy around the world and talking to top thinkers, leaders, and accessing uh, CEOs who are really leading their inspirational teams. And we are finding out what drives them, what gives them joy, what gives them the reason to get up in the morning and to get their communities to continuing to build the connections the connectedness, the relationship, all of that. So I'm super excited to talk to you, Dr. Stevie Don, and get really deep into what that means to you. So without further ado, Dr. Stevie, would you just introduce yourself briefly and then uh, tell me a little bit about um, what you are doing when it comes to joy in the world today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, hello, everyone. Dr. Stevie Dunn, based out of Mansfield, Texas. I'm a four-time business owner. I've owned all different kinds of businesses, fine arts, dance, uh, coaching, speaking, all the things. I got my PhD in leadership where I studied emotional intelligence. And that's really where joy first came into my life was figuring out how important emotions were. Um, But since then, started my own corporate training company, and now I'm a professional speaker and a coach trying to help people find that unstoppable success and point their compass towards joy, because I think that's how we get there. So super excited to talk all about joy. But I would say for me, it really comes from full versus busy. I think that we, especially here in the United States, wear it as a badge of honor to be busy. But I'm not sure busy actually gets us where we want to go. I think instead we need to be focused on having a full life. And so that's what I've been chasing for the last several years is how do I get a full life by chasing my joy? And that's really where I think joy comes into it for me. I'm dying to know if you've said chasing your joy before today. Is that something you say all the time? I do. I do. In fact, I, I wish I had it in our in my hand so I could show it to you. But um, 
last year, the year of 2020, actually, uh, I decided that it would be my year of joy. And I started running joy intensives out of my home. Well, that lasted all of two months before <laughs> before COVID hit and people didn't feel safe coming over to my house uh, with a group of friends. But, uh, but we actually have t-shirts made that say chasing your joy. And that was the whole, the whole thing behind those intensives. And, you know, it was never a business venture for me, not something I was trying to build. It was just a simple purpose for myself to chase joy. And I will always chase something if I'm helping other people do it too. So I did it for them, but it was really for me, if that makes sense. I, I commend you. I applaud you. You are brilliant. Chasing joy is the same. Uh, I would say that I'm just going to go big and say 100% of the people in the world chase joy right i mean i don't i think you can get to it but you never can get it all like even if you get to a joy and you figured out how to be fully transformed into joy every day there's so much joy that you can own, then build for others yeah which which yes. i think is where we are at wouldn't you absolutely. agree absolutely and i think you know joy for me is and it's an internal feeling for sure it's an internal emotion but i definitely find that my joy cup gets filled when i see others experience it so it, being able to get out in the world and and watch others experience joy and help others experience joy just makes my own joy uh more readily accessible for me which i think really helps so I would love to take you through the chair of joy experience which i do all of my guests it's super fun but before i do that i want to ask you um, what's the secret sauce when you're teaching, when you're coaching, what, what do you, what do you say? What do you do? What's the methodology process practice that gets people to light up? What's the thing? Oh, that's a hard, hard question. Um, my instinct is to say, be the shark. Um, I don't know that you can see all of my sharks in my video screen today, but I am surrounded by them. Uh, the shark is my spirit animal. Uh, it gives me confidence. It makes me feel like I can take on the world and own my ocean. And I do believe that in most of my coaching sessions at some point in time, sharks are talked about. So I think it is my secret sauce is we need to, we need to own who we are. And that's really what it is. It's a it's a mantra to be yourself, to own your ocean, to not worry about the comparisons of everybody else and just live your life fully. And I think when I'm working with clients and I'm trying to encourage them to have this full life, whether they are business owners or they are leaders in corporations, it always comes down to how are they owning their day? owning their ocean, being their full selves and being that all the time. And so a lot of times I use the phrase, be the shark to help them get there. Whether they're leaders in corporations or? Or leaders in business, both. Got it. And what is your background, Dr. Stevie? Like what, are you a, are you a psychologist? <laughs> uh, no, although that was my major for, you know, a half a half a second. Um, but no, I have a master's degree in sociology 
and a PhD in leadership. And then most of my background, I did a lot in corporate America, but then I went into higher education, working with college students. And that's where I spent the 12 years of my life right before starting my own company. And it's 12 years with college students. Uh, was that a highlight of your life? Was that, a, was that a good time? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it was one of the most rewarding things I have ever done. And I, and I think I had no idea how rewarding it was in the moment. I know how rewarding it is now. Uh, for instance, tomorrow night, one of my students that I taught over 10 years ago, um, is coming into town for business. He has his own company, does his own thing now. He's all grown up, um, but we're having drinks on Wednesday night. And it's really cool to see my students become these leaders in their life. And I never realized the impact I had back then, but I see it a lot now. That's beautiful. I think you have a lot to say about the chair of joy. So I would love to have more, save my questions for the other side of the chair of joy, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, what is she talking about? <laughs> Do you have a chair of joy in your house, first of all? Can you think of a place where you can shut the door if you can, sit down for a few, okay. few minutes a day? Where is your chair of joy? Um, so my chair of joy is in my office. Uh, I redid my office last year to make it a place of joy and not a place of work. Um, that was part of my year of joy escapade. And uh, so I have a beautiful brand new Lazy Boy recliner over there that I absolutely love. And that is my chair of joy. And I sit in it every day to do my journaling. And just to, anytime I need a break, anytime I need to pick me up, it looks right out onto the beautiful window. So it's great. Did you say it's blue? Uh, no, it's uh, it's like um, it's like multicolored, right? Okay. Multicolored, I, very different. Yeah, I, I I thought you were the shark in a blue. Recliner. I know, and I blue would make sense. I do have blue all over this place, <laughs> but not my chair of joy. It is very neutral, um, but tends to be covered in shark things. So I guess that makes it blue and gray at some point. That's perfect. Perfect. I just really thought you said blue and I'm like, wow, that is, did you plan that? That's so amazing. <laughs> All right. So how often do you get over there during the day? Uh, probably two or three times a day. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, love, I just love you. We're having real talk after this video. I cannot. <laughs> right. I love it. Oh my God. All right. So here we do with feet on the ground. Pretend you're sitting in your chair of joy. If you could sit your recliner up straight, you don't have to close your eyes. If you don't want, you can, it doesn't matter, but feet on the ground and the ground supports us, right? Yep. It always is there minus earthquakes. I think we have a pretty stable, you know, underlying uh, arrangement with the ground so we can count on it. So if you could just stay there for 10 seconds and just wiggle your toes Feel your feet on the actual ground, the shoes that you're wearing, if you have them on under the Zoom table. <laughs> and people always say, I don't meditate. I don't know how to be silent. Well, if you can stay with your focus on your feet on the ground for 10 seconds, you're meditating. You're in stillness. Check. Mm -hmm. You've done that. And then the next part is just take a look around your office. You have so many grateful, so many amazing things in there to be grateful for. And I'll look around as well. I'm sitting outside. There's a lake right out my window. And, and just breathe it all in. And the next is listen. Listen to the sounds that's going on right now. I hear some birds. How about you? Yeah, I hear dogs barking outside my window and my phone vibrating every five <laughs> seconds because it's going off right now. <laughs> Love it. 
I love it. And the best part of all that, there's just so much in, in all of that, even phones going off. It's just, it's just who you are. It's the life you've created and you're filled with joy because of it. So great. We put our feet on the ground. We listened, we uh, saw, we appreciated, we were grateful. And I'm going to ask you, Dr. Stevie, to take one more deep breath. Hold it up at the top for five if you can. And exhale. And one more time. This time I want you to tap into one of the most joyful moments of your life. You might have been a little girl. You might have been last week or anywhere in between. Just keep it simple. Whatever comes to mind first. And if you could share that with me, that would be great. Uh, so I was thinking about when I uh, saw my first shark when we went cage diving with Great Whites uh, a couple years ago. Uh, seeing the shark, the uh, first thing I did when I got up that morning on the boat is I ran over because somebody said, we've already seen sharks. And so it's 6 a.m. and I'm looking over the boat and there's this huge shark swimming by and I just start giggling like a little child. It was ridiculous how excited I was. But that is one of my most joyful moments. Oh my God, I want to be you. That's so cool. <laughs> did you have fear? You didn't care? Just go with it. You know, I, I have been terrified of sharks the majority of my life, but several years ago, I started to face that fear. And yes, when I first got in that cage, it was a little terrifying. Uh, but uh, once I got past that, it was a life altering experience that I will never forget. Is there so. pictures to, to view online anywhere? Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. If you go to alwaysbetheshark.com, uh, that's one of my websites. You will see uh, hundreds of pictures that my husband took that trip. Uh, it was quite a trip of us. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, that moment of joy. All right. One more time. Deep breath in. I want you to tap into another moment of joy when everything was just delicious and awesome and all the folks were around and everything just felt joyful. So that time, I think, uh, gosh, it would have been only a few weeks ago, I was in a production of Godspell. I'm a musical theater nut. I have my own musical theater company, um, and I was in a production of Godspell and feeling that first opening night moment when we're all backstage and we're praying for a good show, I just, I grinned from ear to ear. It was such an amazing thing to get to do. So that was, that was joyful. Hallelujah. You're out in public again. Doing yes. stuff. Oh yeah. That's um, actually the third show we've done this year. Uh, the music company, uh, one of the other musical theater companies that I'm involved with, um, they had practice shows during COVID over Zoom and other things. And so as soon as the theater opened back up in January, they were on it with shows. So it's been, it's been really, really fun. And I'm directing my own show in October. So excited for that. And what is that called? Uh, it's called Tick, Tick, Boom. It's the story of the gentleman who wrote Rent. So oh. it's a very fun musical. And, and where, where again in the world are you? I am in Mansfield, Texas, just south of Fort Worth. Love it. I'm going to ask you something. Are you a singer? Obviously. Yes. Yes. What can you sing for us? Just a verse. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'll pick something appropriate for the moment. How about that? Please. 
Forget your troubles, come on, get happy. We're gonna chase all your cares away. Forget your troubles, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. There you go. <laughs> oh man, that was so fun. <laughs> Someday you're gonna sit in a real chair and we're gonna have the cameras rolling and it'll be just amazing. That I love it. Beautiful. All right, so. That was amazing. So uh, let me just refresh for everybody listening. This is easy. This is free. You can see that Dr. Stevie raised her vibration of joy, even though it was already high. She <laughs> raised it again and uh, it was simple and it didn't cost any money. All she did was put her feet on the ground. She looked around her office, appreciated everything that was there. She listened to the sounds of the dogs barking and she took two deep breaths. And one memory was the sharks. And if you could just let that resonate for a second from your head to your toe. And the second memory was the production of Godspell and let that memory resonate from your head to toe. And would you agree that those memories do increase your vibration of joy? Absolutely. 110%. 110%? Yes. And if you could connect those two memories with one word, the sharks and the play, what would the one word be to describe the essence of those two memories? Peaceful. Oh, wait till I tell you how cool that is. (laughs) Would you agree that being peaceful is joyful and joyful is peaceful? Yes, I would. All right. You and me are going to put, um, we're going to go on a little trip. But before we do that, we need to take this, this your level of joy, this peace in a container. So I need to make the intangible joy tangible. So what kind of container would you put it in? Oh, gosh. I put everything in mason jars. That's how Southern I am. So let's just go ahead and put it in a mason jar. <laughs> let's do it. All right, let's go on our trip. We're going up the ramp. You got your mason jar full of peace and joy and joy and peace. And we're getting off the airplane, uh, coming down the ramp, and there's all your clients, CEOs of the world. They just, hundreds and hundreds of them are gathering, and they don't understand how you get to be productive, successful, creative, inspired by being peaceful and joyful, Dr. Mm. Steve. What would you say to them? That it's about doing the things that matter, not just doing the things that we've been told to do. And too often, I think we spend all of our time just go, 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 and not actually taking the time to think about what we're doing and to act with intention. And so peace and peacefulness does not necessarily mean passive. Achieving peace, I think, is an active step. It is thinking to myself, I want to be peaceful in this moment. I want to just feel grounded in this moment. And I feel that's something we can do every single day. And if we stop trying to do all the things that the world tells us to do, and we start doing the things that actually matter and that move the needle in our lives, then we can always have peace in those moments. What's stopping people from doing this? I think the number one thing that stops people is comparanoia. Comparanoia being that thing between watching the rest of the people and saying, Oh, I need to have what they have. They're successful. I need to do what they're doing. They have 10,000 Instagram followers. I need to do that. And comparing our current to other people's whatever they want to highlight and saying, I'm not good enough. I haven't gotten enough. I'm not doing enough. We focus on that word enough 
as if it's something we still have not achieved instead of just saying, I'm enough in this moment. And most of the time we are more us in one moment than people can actually even handle. So you are enough and we need to just be and stop comparing it to everybody else because our life is ours and nobody else can live it for us. But hold up. We have social media. How can you not have comparanoia? Or how, yeah. What's the word? Com- yeah. Comparanoia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, social media is a great, great tool. It can also be a great, great hindrance. And I think for all of us, it's about making sure that we are following people who inspire us and motivate us, but never ask us to think of ourselves as less than. If you go through your feed and somebody shows up that you go, I wish I could have that, delete them. You don't need to follow them anymore. They're not helping you. Not that they're not a good person, not that they're not doing good work, but that feeling in your scroll is going to impact you. It's going to impact your joy. It's going to impact your business. It's going to impact your success and your mindset. So don't follow those people. Follow people that make you go, wow, that's cool. That's a good place to be. Follow people that you go, man, I want to help those people. That's a great place to be. But when we use social media to compare ourselves, all we're ever going to find is we are not enough. And that's never going to help us achieve our goals. So whether it's canceling, right? Don't look at the people that don't inspire you and and cancel those follows. Or maybe it's just giving yourself dedicated screen time. And then when your screen time is over, turn it off. And don't look at it. I try really hard to only look at social media once or twice a day. And the rest of the time, I just let it be what it is because it's not good for my mindset or my psyche. I love what you said. And I think I think this is probably the most underrated point of everything that we do. I'm scrolling through my social media and that picture made me feel bleh. So that thing right there... Mm -hmm. We watch the news. We have a conversation with a friend. We look outside and maybe it's cloudy and blah, 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 blah. And boom, boom. Like that feeling of not feeling good shows up so often during the day. So my question to you, Dr. Stevie, is if you could take the, the feet on the ground, the looking around, the grateful, the smelling, the, the, think, the, uh, the seeing, and calling in a couple of moments of joy and doing that in your beautiful shark chair over there three or four times a day. What if you could do that and increase the joy back to where it was? And I know you already do, but the rest of the world, what would that mean if we all stopped to not let that feeling of joy dissipate, but to increase? I think it would change the way that we talk to each other. I think it would change the way that we see each other, that we feel each other. And I think that would raise the vibration of the universe, right? Because so much of our world is us talking to each other. And when you come into those conversations with negative feelings and you come into those conversations not feeling good enough, the conversation changes. When you come to every conversation from a point of joy, your conversation changes. And it's going to raise the vibration not only of you, but of the person you're talking to. And when we all do that, we change the world. And that is truly all it takes. Why are you so passionate about that? 
I think because I know for myself, when I take my, and, and you call it sitting in the joy chair. So I call it joy breaks. I take four a day. I try at least. It doesn't always happen in the chair. Sometimes my joy break is a dance break, but you know, it's, it's a break to feel joy. Um, and in my research, I learned that five minutes of joy equals 60 minutes of productive energy. So if I take my five minutes, I get 60 more minutes of work done. That's pretty high on my list. So I love that. I think what, why I'm so passionate about it is because I lived so many years of my life focusing on making sure that I was doing what people told me to do and trying to reach their levels of success and not my own. And once I gave that up and once I started living for me, and focusing on my joy, I became unstoppable in what I could achieve. And I feel like my life every day is full of so much sunshine, even if it's internally, that I just want other people to feel that because it's a whole other way to live your life. And I live the other way. Trust me, this one is better. <laughs> so what do you say to the people that say, oh, she's just, you know, always just that and Pollyanna sort of feeling and what do you say? Oh, man, if you're going to have the highs, you're going to have the lows. Uh, you you want to talk about, well, I'm just always sunshine. And a lot of people think that. No, come talk to my husband. He sees my panic attacks. He sees my depression. It's not all there all the time. Nobody can really keep that. We're going to have dips. You're going to drop down. And as high as I like to live in the feelings of joy and positivity, that also means I hit some really low points sometimes because my emotions are pretty big, whether they're big on top or big on bottom, they're pretty big. And so it's not about being there all the time. It's about knowing how to trigger yourself back there when you've had a rough day, when things haven't been going well. I can trigger myself out of my anxiety, out of my panic, out of my depression so much faster now than I used to be able to. Whole years of my life, I lived depressed without even realizing that's what it was. So to anybody who says, well, you're just like that. That's just you. No, it wasn't me for years of my life. This is something I work on and it's something that I still struggle with. But it's in bouncing back that we find our strength. And that's what you need to find. Oh, my God, you're so eloquent with those words. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. First of all, I would like to you to, I would, I'm going to say a, a little something and then I would like for you to speak to happy. So one of the things that I always did was chase my mom says, can't you just be happy? What's wrong with you? Why? I even said it to my kids a whole generation later. And now I put happy over here with all those other things, fear, worry, you know, depression, all of happy is just one of those. I get to feel fear. I get to feel worry, happy, depression. And so happy, you know, is I always say I bought it I, happy. I bought a new Mercedes. I love I'm so happy I got a new Mercedes. The Mercedes broke. Oh, I got to fix my Mercedes. I'm not happy anymore. Right. That process. So I would love for you to speak to, to happy for me real quick. Yeah. So I think of happy as something that's usually caused by external circumstances. And I think of joy as something we look for internally. So for me, happiness is fleeting and joy is eternal. And so when I look at happy, and I think a lot of us chase happy, and I sang the song Get Happy, and I love all the happy feet movies and all the things. Happiness is great, but happiness tends to be fleeting. 
we feel it and then it's gone because it was a result of something external. I really think about trying to tap into joy, which I feel is an internal feeling that I can cultivate rather than happiness means chasing external things. And I think that gets us into trouble sometimes. I agree. I agree. Thank you for that. It's a beautiful explanation. One of the things that I would like you to address is if someone could, or if you could wave a magic wand, right? We're all, all of us joyful people. What would be the one issue you would address? What could, what could we all solve together by raising the vibration of joy? I think if we could raise the vibration of joy, the issue that we could solve is hatred. We have a lot of hatred in our world, in our society. Um, And, you know, hate and joy cannot exist in the same brain. They cannot exist in the same body. So if you feel joy, you won't be able to hate. You may still dislike you may still not agree with, but it's going to be really hard to hate if you are coming from a place of joy. So I think if all of us could get around that idea of bringing that joy into our lives and finding it every day, I think we would see the hatred in our world come down. And, and it I would love to see that. Sorry, say that last sentence. I, I would love to see that. If It's not about fixing, is it? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we're broken, right? I I think that there are some systems that probably need some tweaking, um, just as in any organization, right? Uh, But I don't think we're broken. I, I think that we are damaged as all of us are, right? We go out in the sun and we get sun damage. I mean, we're all damaged in our own ways. I think as a society, we've just gotten to this point of, damage that we can't recover from. And so we're going to have to use those bigger emotions. We're going to have to use joy. We're going to have to use acceptance, which is actually a huge emotion. We're going to have to use those other emotions to try and start building back from that damage. But it's damage and that's okay. It exists. I love that. And and that is absolutely true. There's, there's hate over here and all that. You know, everybody's got something and uh, it's not that we're trying to ignore it or make it go away. It's just how do we counteract it with a different approach without fighting it, without forcing it. By the way, have you read the book Power Versus Force? No, I haven't. Dr. David Hawkins, please review because I'm going to tell you the coolest thing that you said. One of the things that he does is he calibrates emotions and he starts with shame and he goes all the way up to the very highest top emotion and everything in between. And happy's over here, productive, you know, but in between is even love and gratitude and then joy. Joy is at the top of the rung other than one word above joy. What? Okay, what's the one word? Come on. Uh, what, was your, what was your word today? Peace. Peace. 
So the feeling of all of us raising vibration and you, and I hope to God, I'm just going to ask you straight up. I hope to God we work together. Will you work I, with me, Dr. Stevie? We can, I would love to work with you. Oh my God. Absolutely. This language of joy that just transpired today. Like you said so many things and we were popping and grooving and I'm like, what? Who are you? <laughs> but what was I going to say? Um, Yes. So peace being right above joy. So the idea is, can we calibrate or raise the vibration, everyone to joy so that in the end, it's mm-hmm. world peace, yeah. right? Absolutely. What we that's, can. that's my commitment for the rest of my life. It's there to me, there is joy in work. There is joy in play. And if you, and if you don't have it, then let's figure out a way to get there, right? Just because there was a job opening and you took it and you're, you know, committed there for 20 years doesn't mean that that's the end for you, right? There is so much more. There is, there is. And there's no reason we can't find joy on a, on a daily basis, regardless of our circumstance. And I, I'm always reminded of those, those commercials. And they used to be a lot more popular than they are now. So I'm dating myself a little bit. But I remember the commercials where they would tell you about how you could adopt a child in one of these third world countries and you would see the child's face. And it was so joyful. And yet in your head, you're thinking, but they're malnourished. They barely have housing. They don't have power. They don't have running water. But look at that joy. And I think to myself, if they can find joy, oh gosh, me, I should be able to find my joy pretty easily, right? But it's, we have to search for it and it's an internal search. And I think so many of us get stuck in what we're supposed to do or what we think is supposed to lead to success and happiness. And really, if we just looked inside, we would know the joy is already there. Yeah. What I love about you is, is I think that you're that type of person where this, you what you see is what you get. Yes. Am I, very right? much so. <laughs> I always warn people. I'm like, if you come over to my house, realize there are photos and things of sharks everywhere. I mean, we have a shark shower curtain. I have a shark bath mat. I mean, if you're afraid of sharks, do not enter my house. This will not be a safe place for you. Yes, absolutely. What you see is what you get. 110. <laughs> The reason I said that is because you mentioned your dance of joy. And so I really appreciate that. My point is, is that um, not only can you go to your chair and internally call up memories, right? Like in the chair of joy process that I just told you about, but there are so many means to the answer of joy. Gosh, yes. So it's, it's endless. And, Mm -hmm. and I just, I think that when I talk to people about expansion and life expansion through joy, which is our tagline, that there's got to be some, you know, overseas trip to the to Cancun involved or something like that, right? Where possibly, but maybe it's just you sitting on your deck and doing that exact same thing. Yeah. You know, I, I lived uh, a lot of, a lot of years with thinking that joy truly came from the big things. Like, let me buy the expensive clothes. Let me go on the expensive trips. And that's when I feel my joy. And, you know, once I kind of let that go and said, actually, there's a lot of small little things that are really joyful and, and really the number one place where we get our joys from experiences. And you don't have to go anywhere to have an experience, especially in today's world. You, you can pull things up. I mean, I can jump on my Peloton and bike through Africa. I don't even have to go. Like, there's so much that we can do from where we're at. 
that I think once I, and I let that stuff go and I said, you know, I don't need the big trips. And you know what? I've had so much fun lately taking these little trips in our own country, right? Cause I used to be the international girl and it's so much more joy just to do something small and to see that that has joy in it. The big stuff is great, but the little stuff that you do every day, I think that's where the real heart is. <sighs> Any takeaways from today? Well, I think you reminded me to sit in my chair more. It is my chair that we got for this office so that I would have the chair. And while I do try and sit in it a couple times a day, I probably don't do it in an element of, hey, let me sit in my chair and just be. So I'm going to take that from you today. And I'm going to say, you know what? I need to do that a little bit more, especially on these super busy days where I've been on Zoom for six hours. I could take five minutes and sit in my chair and just look out the window and breathe. So I'm going to take that away from today. Um, I'm also going to take away that idea of, of joy and hatred. Hadn't really thought about that until you asked the question. Um, but now really trying to think about how can I make sure that in my work and in my messaging that I'm helping people feel that joy and we start pushing that hatred away. So. Profound. That's all I can say. <laughs> any last any last things you'd like to add or leave us with today? I, I, I think if, if anybody can take anything out of today, I would ask them to just take away the idea that they already have it. They already are joyful. While they may not be feeling it in this moment, it is there. It is in you. Take that experience of the joy chair, right? And then sit, put your feet on the ground, plant yourself, think of a memory. But remembering that joy is all around you. It is already inside you. And in those darkest moments, close your eyes and think of something that brings it up and everything's going to be okay. I have nothing to add to that. You are, uh, you are absolutely clear and precise. And I just want to say to all of our listeners that my joy has been elevated today because of Dr. Stevie Dawn. And I sit in my chair at least five times a day, my chair of joy at least five times a day. So I appreciate you just being in the moment with me and having an amazing experience today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the invitation. This was a great thing to do today for me. So thank you. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time in the Joyly Studios, where we will have another amazing guest speaking and raising the vibration of joy. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>